Microphone check one two. This is your man DJ Mellow Mike Hype sitting in with you with your boy. What's your name, son? Uh, call me Sincere. Call me Sin from the Bronx, representing this area for sure. No doubt. So let's talk real quick because we don't have a lot of time. Um, when did you first get into hip hop? When did you first get interested in hip hop? Real quick. Wow. Uh. The music, uh, music. I got interested in music first in uh, junior high school, playing um, drums. I remember the teacher, Mr. Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, the trigger was uh, when I was younger, going with my cousin to uh, take a big boombox and record uh, uh, different artists and stuff down in the valley up here. It was up here. We lived in the South Bronx at the time. But we come all the way up here to the valley because it was jamming in the park. And that was my basic first experience with that type of uh, gathering over music and stuff like that. Uh, later on, it came along with uh, meeting different people, uh, inspiring me in different ways. Uh, I lived on 221st between White Plains Road and um, Carpenter Avenue. It was a guy named... Uh, as we all know, his name was uh, Ben British. Oh yeah, we know, uh, we know, we know, Mr. British. Yeah, I became kind of a little fan of his uh, yeah. during that time. You couldn't let him know that though. Yeah, and then um, he knew that. He knew that. Definitely knew that. And then um, along with uh, your host right here, Mr. Mellow Mike Hype, he, we were in class and stuff. So I didn't know Ben knew Mike. So he was telling me about some about music situation when I went over Mike's house. The guy came out the gate. I was like, oh, I know him. He's in my class. And um, that was the beginning of a whole lot because Mike was DJing and Ben liked to rap. I and, just started DJing, actually, at Cliff's house. Yeah, and so um, those was my uh, inlets to growing into hip-hop, actually. It was the DJ early days. Lucky C. That was the early days of hip-hop, very early in that time. And um, we were loving it at that time. At that age, I think I just was my last year in high school, actually. And I actually, uh, we grew in it. And we watched other people that we knew grew in it. We were from uptown Bronx, northeast Bronx part of the Wakefield area, you know? Yeah. The northeast, NEB Posse. That's what BWAP used to call it. Northeast Bronx. Um, okay, so what in hip-hop stood out the most to you? What inspired you? You know, because... A lot of people they they get into hip hop and then some people do break dancing, some people do graffiti, you know what I'm saying? Some people do DJing, some people rap, you know what I mean? Some people produce. You know what I mean? So so what was it in those early days that stood out to you that said this is what I want to do in hip hop? Well, uh, there's a lot to that because the eyes took in everything. I already had the music inclination. But to be creative, the source of creativeness was like my mind could be free in that area. Like guys' minds were open to being real creative, whether you were drawing on a wall, whether you were dancing. And um, creativity brought, especially if you're so on display, it brought a crowd around, you know. With the crowd came the fellas and with the fellas came, you know, these females. And, with, and if that wasn't enough inspiration, like those elements was like, a space for me to be for me to find out who I was right you know so me finding out who I was I needed all those elements I danced right uh I never really tried the graffiti but I was in art class and um behind that my mind was going through a, 
so much as a young teenager and there was a lot happening in those days and they played different music that give you inclinations to certain things you how see. old were you at that time wow um because hmm. I remember when me and you met, we was junior high school, junior high, seventh grade, seventh grade. So I had to be about 14, 14, 13, 14 years yeah, 13, 14 old, 13, 14 at that time, right? And that was the time when you know you were walking around with <laughs> Jordache jeans and stuff like that on. Oh, shit, yeah, Jordache, the devil's <laughs> on, Lord and Taylor Lord, jeans, yeah, and everything that's like the that. that was the upper echelon, that was the upper echelon you know stuff, what I'm like. I might have had two pair. I wasn't. I wasn't wearing everything differently every day. Yeah, that's right. Nobody remember that commercial. Yo, all kinds of jeans was out though. Yeah, yeah. But brothers was like, you know, I had a lot of devils because they was, you know, on the devil jeans. Right. I remember those devil jeans. They was in the budget. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you know, it was an era of. uh, It's it seemed brassy, brassy and brand new, like so. It was a lot of ability. it took a lot. It, there was a lot of ability available with us in those times, knowing that hip hop had just started out, and it was not something. Uh, I, I was put in order. Put, it wasn't in order at that time. I wouldn't say it just started out. I would say that it was. Uh, it kind of in its infancy because by the time we got into it, I consider our our generation the middle child generation, like the middle school, like. You got the old school cats who came before us, right? The the Melly Mel's, the Kazes, you know what I'm saying? The Modis. These are the first generation dudes who set the set the stage for us, right? Because I really believe all MCs stem from them three dudes, for the most part. Well, I, I remember hearing them recording people, so you know, Kumo cool D and all of them in the park of Cold Crush Four. Um, Flash and the Furious Five was out. I remember the the twins. I forgot. I can't remember all of the names and stuff. Melmo and Cass. Yeah, it was it was a lot of. uh, It wasn't on the radio. That's the thing. It was our thing. Yeah, and you had to stay up late at night. Yeah, because Mr. Magic Mr. Rap Magic Attack. on 105.9 WHBI. And I'm you know sure a lot of people may have heard some of this, but the younger generation. You could say a lot to them and they were like, what? And it's like, I let my son hear an old song. He thought it was new. So I was like, wow. Right. Like, you know? They be thinking that some of the samples, it'd be the new cat sample. And then they hear the old song and they be like, yo, they use, you know, young young Bubba Boogerhead's record. And he's like, nah, man. Yeah. But Bubba, Bubba he, he sampled, you know, Earth, uh, and Fire or somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So back then, parents, parents played a lot of music in the house. You see, it was a different type of uh, togetherness with parents, you know. And I remember hearing, you know, chic, like skin tight. And then, you know, to hear it in the park at hip hop and they just only playing a good part, like yeah. that. No sounds. Ooh, 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 and then everybody ooh, flipping, flipping. Yeah, out. so it was like, I know where that song came from, you know what I'm saying? And then my kids. I play like uh, music in there in my uh, when I'm when I'm jamming to myself. My son will hear songs and he'll come walking in the room. What's that? And I'll be like, "Boy, you ain't never." So let me let me. I'm teaching them at the same time. Teaching them at the same time. So, how many people play music for their kids? Right. You see what I'm saying? Because there was good music. There wasn't no cursing and all that stuff. It was just music. You know. Yeah, high level. Well, definitely, well, definitely. Uh, but uh, 
the reason I brought up the MCs is because I what I know you from, me and you, we caught up in junior high school. We was in the uh, the reading class, the accelerated reading class. Me and you used to com- compete going through the Reader's Digest. <laughs> I used to beat you most of the time. She, and, yo, yo, what you got, bro? <laughs> and, um, yeah, we from, go back, y'all. We, yeah, we, we go back like crustacean in the sea, for right, real. It's, it's, it's not... It's not really, you know, a lot of people who could say they got friends that they know from seventh grade. Wow. Seriously, yeah. A lot of guys you know just disappeared. A lot of guys left, too. Like, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I known you. Uh, Whoa. Damn. So 30-something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my math is, you, you do the math, but I want to tell exactly how we are. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's been a minute because I known you longer than... Um, most people most of them most of the most crew people, yeah. we had a nice we had a nice big crew there and, and i think i had yeah the element yeah you was the the, the person i knew the longest yeah out of the street funk crew. out of the tree for street those funk for crew. those who don't know street funk tv uh is a, or was uh a, a public access show that ex, that that was way ahead of its time and it was inspired by uncle ralph who did um you know, video music box. And we wanted to, you know, follow in his footsteps, but make our own identity. Whereas Ralph, he was very video heavy and we were more live performance. Live performance, definitely heavy. live performance. So, I mean, I mean, even, you know, pick up to, to Uncle Ralph. Uh, I remember one time he he came to me, he was like, yo, let me get um, some footage because we was at the Palladium one time uh, and it was Flex's Go Party. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, "Yo," and he saw me. I had I had taped the whole shit. Yeah, yeah, and yo, we was, was like, uh, yeah, we was around like with Flex and stuff. The same Funk Master Flex Kingpin you hear on the radio, and um, I I was one of the guys that uh, we end up getting close to him. Me and Frankie Jugger and stuff like yeah, that. But so, Street so, Funk was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Being be that we say talk about, I want you to play this clip. I want you to listen to this and tell me how you feel after we play this clip. After a minute, check it out. Street Funk TV podcast show representing. Check us out. Street Funk video. Funk Master Flex reaching on the set, make you sweat. Frankie Sugar, Sincere DZ, Weapon X, React Greg Next, and Smooth B, Ice Cube, a couple other people. You know what I'm saying? All us hanging around here in the uh, in the spot. We're in the tunnel, right? Oh yes, we are in the tunnel, definitely. You know what I'm saying? We also going to talk to DJ SNS. You know what I'm saying? He doing his thing, representing Uptown, the Boogie Down Bronx. I miss the excitement, Hot 97, Flip Squad Radio, Rob Loss, DJ Darkside, Big Up the B Smooth, and Mellow Mike Hype. This right. is my girl Renee, you're Ellen. And, <laughs> and me, man? myself, and I. This is DZ. Weapon X. There's like five hosts in this video show. Weapon X, you know what I'm saying? Myself, Mr. Excitement, Mellow Mike Hype. Who else? B Smooth. B Smooth. B Wop. B Wop. Whoa. <laughs> Sometimes we even get other brothers from the Flip Squad get down Yo, the camera. Mellow Mike. Mellow, Mellow Mike Hype's grandmother is down with the street funk. Oh, oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Street funk is, is for all ages of all. He stays snapping. The eye is recovered. I am no longer Slick Rick. I'm in effect, you know what I'm saying? Yo, we'll get some shout outs towards some artists. Matter of fact, I'm going to let DC get the shout outs. I'm going to interview the artists and we'll go to some videos. Man, do your thing, do your thing. You were here tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm in. A, I'm on another mission tonight. You know what I'm saying? Street Funk is in the house doing their thing. We got my man Mellow Mike hype behind the camera. 
know what I'm saying? He always stay back there. He needs to do some interviews. Ah, right, yo, 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 let's go to some okay. videos and come back with all that good stuff. I want to see Mellow Mike hype and smooth roughness. Oh, yo, know? definitely hit him with the realness. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Pick up the Fresh. Wow. Yo, how do you feel about that, wow. man? See, first of all, <laughs> nobody can see the video, yeah. but I'm going to describe this video. I'm a pretty boy on that video, okay? And yeah. then I'm looking at it now, and my son looks like my twin. Yeah. And then secondly, that's crazy. you go from being a pretty boy to being handsome. So that's not an elevated up thing. That's moving a little bit sideways, a little night on a 45-degree angle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it was, wow, it's a flashback. It's that's the crazy. flashback is crazy. I actually, I think I, I held on to that announcer mic before Mr. Excitement. Yes, you did. But once I heard that man start talking, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm finished with that. <laughs> I'm finished with that. So he had a lot of knowledge in his head and, and he spoke well. Don't gas him. Don't gas him. Don't yeah, gas him. He, he spoke very well. And um, those was those days. And we sitting right there in the tunnel. And um, tunnel got history going back to something else, boy. Yeah, like, big up to Peter Gation for letting us come through. We got the Gen Gation, our people's representing, um, and all the rest of the people. We're gonna get to that, but we're gonna play a few clips from the tunnel here and there. But getting back to you, that's the reason I played that clip is because you was uh more uh attracted to the microphone before you became a host on the Street Funk TV show. You were rapping, yeah, yeah, that 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 development. Because there were so many of us, there was a competitive, uh, yeah, but also necessary competition, competitiveness with us, which caused you to elevate. Because once you heard somebody say something, Fly was like, yo, say that again, yo. And you just stepped up your game after that. Like, I got I to gotta hear somebody compliment what I just said. And so that element was lovely to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like when it's like when you're in kindergarten and the teacher say, okay, take the crayon and make the shape of your hand and then she turn it into a turkey and you be standing there like, whoa, this is just a turkey. Kind of look like a turkey. Like, yeah. So I liked it, that element and get grades from it because we were kind of grading each other, different categories. And I mean, so much in that time. See, these are missing parts of hip hop that a lot of people didn't see or hear about. So y'all got to remember things was going on in the background of hip hop that played a large part in where hip-hop is today yeah and the you people know. and supported a lot of the people that was out front that uh, got a lot of the credit that we just didn't get no and we ain't mad true. about it but that's why we have this platform here today oh well um, we're gonna keep it moving this is the first part of many parts of this co-host slash interview i want to thank you for being here um we're gonna come back with some music and we're going to come back with part two of this uh, revealing in-depth interview. When the sky cry pours down pleasure and pain Life deals with so many different hands in this game but I beg you to please play your cards the best way you can Yeah, I know shit might be fucked up now But just stay down, little nigga, you still have a chance Oh, when the sky cry, it pours down pleasure and pain Life deals with so many different hands in this game But I beg you to please
replay your cards the best way you can. Yeah, I know she might be fucked up now, but just stay down. Lil' mama, you still have a chance. So go ahead and be you. She ain't never had love, never experienced it. She's only been fucked, so she really don't know what the difference is. Niggas done told her they loved her. She didn't believe the shit. They only wanted one thing from her, so she was giving it. It all started back in 1991 when she was 10 years old. Still innocent, still young. Didn't know the difference between playing around or being serious. Walked in on her mama getting fucked and became curious. Damn, that's when everything switched and turned around. Damn, that's when her little lost innocence was found. Cause now, this nigga that's been living in the house took it upon himself to turn the mama out. Now it's seven years later and it's really all she know. You can't approach her like a lady. She gon' tell you she a hoe. She don't want love, don't want affection. The only thing she want is dough. A warm heart turn so callous and so cold. That's cold. When the sky cry, it pours down pleasure and pain. Life deals with so many different hands in this game But I beg you to please play your cards the best way you can Yeah, I know shit might be fucked up now, but just stay down Little nigga, you still have a chance Oh, when the sky cry, it pours down pleasures and pain Life deals with so many different hands in this game But I beg you to please play your cards the best way you can Yeah, I know shit might be fucked up now, but just stay down Little nigga, you still have a chance Rise above the madness, focus on your development Concentrate and think big, anything other is irrelevant God gave you them talents, so them gifts are truly heaven sent Never get too cocky, too proud, never get arrogant Confidence is essential, it's a must that you believe you can't accomplish Anything you put your mind to, you a winner If it seems that you feel like you finna fail Always remember, God predestined you to make it Stick your chest out and deliver This for those who struggling and just can't see the light of day Get on your knees and talk to God, this really works You gotta pray, the situation might not change Overnight, but just let me say Be patient, wait and watch God move everything about the way Ain't no sus, I know it's hard, but it's one thing You can't forget, those kids are a blessing To you, so get rid of that regret I know you thought he really loved you, and that's why you gave him Sex, but he's still immature and he ain't ready For a family yet, let me remind you and believe me what I tell you boo is true whether he do or if he don't those kids still belong to you I know you feel like it's a burden trying to provide for him yourself but just stay down and talk to God watch he provide you with some help when the sky cry it pour yeah. brand new banger <laughs> you are jamming with the hottest disc jockey disc jockey Jobs, love kids, drop dead gorgeous and help with housework. 
God. I can hardly stand it. Gotta go. These men possess same qualities as fourth floor, plus good lovers. To the top, baby. There are no men on the store. This floor exists solely as proof that women are hard. But you please. Thanks for stopping by. Husbands.
and we are back. Daddy! What's up, D? How you, you doing? How you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. How y'all doing out there in broadcast land? You know what I mean? Land, you know. All right. So, and the last time when we were talking about you coming through into your, your musical, you know what I'm saying, prowess, we skipped over uh, the 80s when you first picked up the microphone. What was that like and where was that at? I mean, how did you, you know, tell me the process of how you got to. Well, one day I remember um, same same individual, my man Ben British. He was right. like, I had a rhyme that I had wrote. I wrote it in school, <laughs> brought it home and shined it up a little bit. Right. And I, I, heard, I remember hearing him say a rhyme in your house, actually. Ah. And that inspired that. So I came on a like a highly intelligent level i remember saying it that's very complicated right. that's right because capitulating you, on the level yeah that's yeah you were very well known for the big words big words and yeah. stuff like that so ben was like you gotta break it down a little bit just you know just say speaking on a level you ain't got to capitulate yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like really you think so he's like just break it down Kinda a little inspired bit inspired by my man who who you who um ll has started out doing that and I think um, dude who did uh, It's Yours, right? Uh, Tila Rock. Tila oh, Rock. Contemplating, okay. illustrating, right. destruction, destruction giving, additive, expert. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so um, earlier, that was back in like the, the 80s. That was that was like late 80s, mid to late 80s. I had a bit of a, a bit of a nerd twinge inside of me. Like <laughs> I was an extroverted nerd, as you could say. All right, so you were known for the big words. So uh -huh. he broke me down with that one day. Right. Ben was like, okay. So one day, little Bam, who plays a major role too with us, and very he had a hell of a explain memory. explain explain to the people who little Bam is. A uh, little Bam comes into play when I left. Big up the Zulu Nation. Yeah. I, I left from 221st Street and we moved on 229th in White Plains Road. Right. And um, there was this uh, beauty supply shop beneath us. And um, uh, Bam, came, my sisters knew Bam. Right, before you? Before I knew Bam. Right. When I met Bam, I met Bam through Ben, but I saw Bam before because I saw him downstairs right there. coming to the beauty supply White shop. Plains. So. It clicked together like that, and Bam was like very supportive of me too, because him and Ben was like running together. This particular night, they say, "Yo, we going up to the Silver Slipper," and I'm like, "Silver Slipper, where's that? Oh, it's right there in Mount Vernon." Right, Mount Vernon. There. He loved you know that place, yo. Yeah, it was an open mic night that night. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know like Ben kept coaching me like. Yo, you gonna get up on the stage? I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna rock and I'm gonna rock and you gonna rock too. I'm like, yo, I'm not getting up there, man. Like. What are you talking about rock? Now say that same rhyme that you had. I'm a rock first. You gonna rock. Come on, man. You but see, what had me be able to do it also was having concerts in high in junior high school. We had a lot of concerts that uh -huh. I had to play the drum. So I already had that a little bit of stage thing inside of me, like to be a standout person. So that was junior high school. We're talking about Olinville. Now, yeah, we that was that was the first time I ever like been on the stage in a big audience or whatever. So that was in me. I wasn't scared to be in front of an audience. Pick up all the people who went to Olinville Junior High School in the Boogie Down Bronx. That's right. That's right. It's called Mitch Green now. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. PS one thirteen. Um. So this night we walking from from my block all the way up <laughs> from White Plains for all of the. Silver Slipper, we walked up there. Oh, they jamming on the inside and everything. And, um, you know, 
the music is playing. Some guys got up there, they rhymed. And then Ben told the guy, he was getting up there. He was like, yo, you coming up there behind me, man. You coming up there behind me. I'm like a little nervous about it. Right. But I see chicks digging it, like mad digging things. And I'm like. Here goes the inspiration. So I'm like, okay, okay. So he does it. I'm standing on the side. He's smiling because he knows I'm giving. <laughs> and I said the rhyme perfectly. Okay. And, I, and I, no flaws, no. And it was like, I felt good about it. I felt good when I got down. You know, people gave me a pound and everything like that. I was like, right. ooh. And then ben, ben and Bam was like, "Yo, you rock that, bro!" Like, and I was like, "Really?" Like, and it's, that was my first time holding a microphone in my hand and performing a rhyme at the Silver Slipper. And from there, the potential didn't stop. It was a lot of rhyming in your house, of course. Right. You so, know. at that at that time at the Silver Slipper, was there a crowd or? Was there a, a little a decent, it was a decent a crowd? Decent so you crowd didn't get did. shook at all. You no, was just like rip, no, grabbed just, it and ripped. I just grabbed it and said the rhyme. And at that time, I probably had like two or three rhymes at that time. That was the new one right there. Okay. But doing that that one time made me take it back home and do some more writing. And okay. A lot of writing. And Ben was the first one I really listened to when he when he rhymed and stuff like that. So he was a big inspiration to me to hear him. No doubt. You know. And then I heard you. And I was like, oh, he different. Then I heard Sheru, who was down. down Definitely different. You know what I'm saying? And it was fantastic to me. And it was like, oh, this is talent. And talent was something that I stressed when I was in school. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, from there, a whole lot happened. And a whole lot of uh, what we would call um, untold stories of hip hop happened. We were around a lot of people. We were in a lot of radio stations, studios. I was rubbing elbows with Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out. We was rubbing elbows. Remember the what's uh, DJ? Please pick up oh. your phone. Oh, he used to come around a lot. Uh, Prince. Prince. He used what's to his come name? Was his name Freddie? Not nah, Fred. Well, it wasn't Freddie Prince. It was um, something Prince. I forgot the name of the group, but that that was a big record. Yeah, that was a big record. He was hanging around us <laughs> on the regular. Yeah. He ended up going with. My ex girlfriend, <laughs> motherfucker, keep that off the radio. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna this just keep it all eons. the way 100. You know this what I'm saying? Eons ago, there's a lot of shit that went down on that 229th Street blizzard. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the first place I ran into Flex. I didn't know, right? And that was the Flex. first place I ran into him. Yeah, he was called uh, Junie June at that time. He was Junior DJ Junie June, yeah, he was doing Junie June at that time. Yes, he did with the uh, then he got involved with um, Deuces Wild. And and that carried that carried the rapport we all had with each other carried on through different individuals. I met Frankie Jugger, Mr. Excitement. It was like you know a gradual process. I remember after the Silver Slipper, I remember the whole crew doing the Fourth Wall. Remember the Fourth Wall? Oh my God, the Fourth Wall. We we we, we what do you call? It? We we broke or we broke our teeth or. We uh yeah yeah you know on on that, that stage was just, we start stomping grounds around yeah. that time it was like going into perfection at that time I, I ended up getting a partner yeah yeah you know. so let's talk about how so how don't how, forget TJ Ripper don't forget him now now big up big up to my man JT AKA DJ Ripper DJ Ripper. Jay Ripper. 
Never mm. slip or never lost the bout. JT. <laughs> JT, actually. J Ripper. DJ Ripper. Uh, J Ripper. You can tell where, where I'm at. <laughs> pop, pop, pass, nigga. <laughs> JT went to Evander with me. Because I was in Evander High School. I went to Evander too. I wasn't there, but. Yeah, you sure wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> me and Smiley was cutting class like a motherfucker. You were there, but Smiley was there a lot. Man. Probably, I didn't remember seeing you in there. No way. But um, JT Ripper was in my class, and um, he met a kid named um, Daryl, uh, and he wanted to partner me with Daryl. Right. And um, AKA one day, um, first Rowdy D. Rowdy D. Then he became Demo after that. Just demo. rest in power. Rest in peace. Yes, Daryl. Um, my partner was became a brother to me and whatnot. So um, we we went to the fourth wall. We performed. And um, it was real inspiring. His mom was there. Family was there. I remember all that. Girls was there. We had girls hard body. <laughs> That's when we found out what was what. We was like, yo, we got girls in the crowd. The crew was just like, That's the girl you yo. We we were young. We were young and handsome as fuck, you know? If energetic. You say, if you say so. Yeah, handsome so as fuck. What was the name of your crew? We were called the homeboys at that time. Okay. We went on with it for a while. Uh, me and Demo stuck together for a very long time. We had a couple of routines. Y'all was road dogs for real. Y'all was brothers. Dogs. And we really, Demo was street. Nope. Pure street. Most definitely. And I was had a hidden street background. That was something I always had displayed. We just call you TJ Hooker right now. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's Ben. That's Ben. That comes from Ben. Yeah, that's me, yo. He this, heard about it and he yo, made me TJ Hooker. You know, he uh, can't hold water. Man, so. Pick um, up the B Wop. Yeah, and then me and um, me and Demo went on for a while. Then we slipped into the tunnel once Flex started doing the tunnel after he right. was doing the radio station. He had a gentleman named Frankie Jugger with him that I had yeah. met. And um, Frankie kind of stuck to me. I didn't know Frankie knew my sisters. Right. We ain't got nothing. Give yeah, give me that. Pass, pass that. You don't know what to do with that. So, um, the homeboys, right? You guys, I remember we used to rock together, go to the studio, uh, database studios where I used to record with, uh, you know, Bonk, a.k.a. John Bologna. Yeah. Um, Lauren Galvone. We was doing our thing. We, we we put out a single. Flex played it on Hot 97 a few times. You know, a couple of joints. Um, we'll get to that later on. We're kind of jumping over things. But the homeboys, and then you changed the name, your, your name to what? Uh, <clears throat> Weapon X. That's what became my name. So you were solo? Uh, he was still demo, and I became Weapon X. Remember, he was Rowdy D at first. Right. And then um, once he changed his name to Demo, I changed my name to Weapon X because I liked it Wolverine from, from X-Men and whatnot. Right. And um, he was a very deadly character, so I felt like that. Like, he quiet, leave him alone, but if you get him going, there he go. You got him going now. So I, ca I characterized that name. <clears throat> Me and Demo, over some time, we did this this that with street funk ran around with street funk demo still had the street play in him though heavy right. heavy heavy 
and I was always supportive of him and, 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 and it might not be always positive what he was doing but he was my homie bro and I can't let him go but so wrong so sometimes right. I was a guide sometimes I was a guide to him and he was an accomplice most of the time sometimes I could be an accomplice <laughs> with some of the things so he he the, fault. the brother was into I ain't gonna act like I was an angel yo. I actually was like, <laughs> I was actually like that guy that was like the quiet one in the back like Demo was in the front hollering and screaming and he's big, big dude and he's too loud. I used to tell him, yo, you too loud. You too big to be that loud, bro. But he had his own characteristics about him. Yeah. And we ended up being brothers. No doubt. Like really brother brothers. Like permission brothers. Like he told me one time, I'll never forget it. He said, you know what? I love you, brother. Like you, you I mean that man love, like you a man's man. I never forget him saying that to me. And when he said that to me, I understood where I, what I meant to him. You know That's what I'm saying? Up. And I and the loss of him was tragic to me. I remember. <clears throat> but um once I became Weapon X and he was running the street, I still wanted to make music because he was like, Yo, we're not making no money with this shit. Switch right. my language, y'all. But we're not making no money, man. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. I get it, bro, because he was a single child. He only had his mother and him living in the house, and she ain't have all the money to give him what he wanted. So he knew how to take it to the street hard, and he would always come to me for advice, man. Like, Yeah, y'all was brothers. Yeah, we definitely was brothers. And everybody knew we was brothers. So, no but, like, they used to say, but nah, that nigga Demo's hot like fish grease, bro. <laughs> He's hot like what? Fish grease. Yo, if you got his love, he will he will go to the edge of the earth for you. If he love you, he go to the edge of the earth for you. So he know who don't love him. Believe me, he knew who didn't love him. Yeah, he told me straight up. He's like, "Lo, whatever you need, I know I'm in the streets, but whatever you need, let me know. I got you. And I was like, I appreciate it, but I'm good because I just didn't want no no smoke coming my way. <laughs> so I keep it, I kept it legal. You know, so. So, um, yo. I ended up solo after. You had, yeah, you end up solo. Once he adapted to street hard, yeah. I ended up solo. So you got in the studio with me. We was in the studio. This is uh later on. And we did we we done a few joints together. This one I kinda I dug up. Um we did with uh West Beats. Remember oh, West? Oh man, that, that track ain't even EQ'd, man. <laughs> it's a, it's something we was working on. <laughs> it was uh about nine eleven. Right, right, right. That had just happened. Loose, basically loosed on that, and I was trying to work with a um, what was the name of that group? Um, was it Temptations, I think. Temptations. <laughs> was it Temptations or something? It was, I think it was the Council. Wait, wait, wait. Talking about? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna play the song and tell me what you if you remember because when I played it, you was like, "Yo, I gotta get on that." And you know what I'm saying? So here we the go. West was a unique. He was uh, a beast. In engineer, very unique engineer. Like he was a beast. Check it out. Street Funk TV, baby. Podcast show, let's go. It was a day in September. A day I'll always remember. Yes, I will. I come. Cause that was the day. That my dad died. Uh, 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 uh. 
Let's go. It was a Tuesday night before moms could sit down. Had to tell her son terrorists hit downtown. Looked in her son's eyes, she loved him so. Her heart began to break and started to show. Gather strength and courage for the story to tell. Son, your dad might be under them towers that fell. The boy looked back at mom, didn't even blink. Tears ran down her face, she thought, what would he think? His dad was FDNY's hero from his birth. Love his dad more than anything on his earth. His mom's head began to drop, resting in her palm. She thought her son would be upset, but he stayed man calm. He leaned toward his mom, put his hand on her head. In her ear began to whisper, this is what he said. Don't cry, no daddy ain't coming home. We talked a while ago, it and it wasn't on the phone. Look what daddy did, money daddy made, blocks got took, people got paid, girls got laid, haters got sprayed, blocks so hot that the cops did a raid, summer's on fire, girls looking nice, rubbers on the corner drinking henny shooting dice, stray bullets fly, way up in the sky, and when they come down, somebody might die, and neighborhood watching, but nobody's watching, everybody's watching, but nobody's stopping, girls get raped, sun dies in the lake, tell me dear lord, do we ever get the break? Haiti earthquake when twin towers fall Katrina's so strong that she broke down the wall There's nothing you could do when your number gets called My daddy had to die but Jesus died for us all September Yeah A day I'll always remember Yes I will I come Cause that was the day That my daddy died Remember that? Man. <laughs> you know how long that stuff happened? Man? That stuff happened a while ago. You was like, yo, I gotta get on this track, yo. I got I got I, I got a verse, yo. It's gonna be dope. It's an untold story, y'all. So this is coming up now because it, it, it means something. It's a hidden factor in hip hop. Like we had opportunities. And I want you to know, a lot of people fell by the wayside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But great people fell by the wayside. So you got great people now, but there's people that standing right now that'll take them all out right now. So that was back then, and this is right now. Like, think of what you're not hearing. This is what we're doing now. This is what you didn't hear. And if you even cared about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that you understand some of the history. And when it rains, it don't rain in one spot. It rains all over the place. Yeah. Drops, drop head, popcorn, pops in all different the sides of the bag. So when something was popping over here, something else was popping over there. But they all caught, had a cause and effect on each other. So we was one of those uh, underground underground effects that mm-hmm. was going on in hip hop. You know, with the cameras, with performances, with being known. Like peace to the family. This here is Shanique with Charles in the Boogie Down Bronx. We are here with Street Funk TV. Make sure you tune in, make sure you stay tuned, and make sure you spread the word and the love. Street Funk TV in full effect. Peace to the family.